modern capitalism kind of demands us to become our jobs. But at the end of the day, you're also disposable to your company. But that sounds really bleak. But when you can kind of get to that place, you realize that losing your job isn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's actually the norm. Every Almost everybody loses a job at one point, whether it's from an elimination of a position to we think you suck and we don't want you to work here anymore. Um, it happens to everybody and it doesn't make you any less of a person. Please don't let that define you. Hey, me searchers. My name is Dustin Domingo. And I'm Crystal Chugatti. What up? What up? Uh, <laughs> welcome, y'all. Um, on this show, we have critical, messy, and fun conversations with each other here on The Me Search with leaders in the community. And we unpack important issues and unlearn what we think we know about what it means to be Filipino. And today we're talking about a really taboo subject of getting let go from a job, whether that's being laid off or getting fired. And today we're joined by a friend of the pod, Aaron Gagliardo. Welcome. Hello, friends. Hello. 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 So, Aaron, (laughs) before we get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, can you give us just a quick elevator pitch for our listeners about what kind of work you do? Sure. Um, Hi, everyone. My name's Aaron. I work in the music industry, mostly in like the copyright field, copyright and royalties. So I work for a company called BMI, which is really more of an industry facing company rather than like a public facing company. So literally, you'll never see like our, we don't have ads. Um, But what we do do is we license our clients music to licensors for them to use the music and we collect royalties for them and pay them out to our writers. So if you've ever heard of a star Wars, maybe, maybe you've heard of it. If you ever hear the music from (laughs) star Wars, we represent John Williams, um, a whole host of other folks. Um, But yeah, that's what I do. I work in music use reporting. I love a John Williams moment. (laughs) That's really cool. Yeah. How long have you been doing this work? Um, at this particular company, I've been doing this since 20, 2018. So for four years now, four and a half years at this company. Beforehand, I was at uh, Warner Chapel Music, uh, Warner Chapel Music Publishing, and I was doing royalties and then um, uh, like royalty audits. So very, very much accounting work over there. So the business side of the music industry, which I feel like not very many people talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's cool that you're here with us, Aaron. Um, and also, Aaron is like one of my favorite people to talk to, just in Aww. general. Like you're Aww. super chill. Stop lying. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not kidding. lying. <laughs> like I, you know, I always. Anytime that we have uh, conversations, we go off on like a ton of tangents. So we'll try to be <laughs> organized on this episode. Um. So, question for you, um, because I think this will be a fun fact. So that folks will get to know you before we jump into like the sensitive part of this conversation. <laughs> Recently, you have been like able to attend like big events and so forth. Is that correct? Yes. What kinds are you able to to talk about that stuff? What, what kind of what kinds of events? Like Grammy stuff, Ooh. like award shows. Yeah, yeah. So what um, a perk! What a perk! Yes. Um, well, I did. I was invited to go to. The creative Emmys. Well, I 
and I'm not sure. Like the Emmys this year, it was like it happened one weekend and then it was broadcast the next weekend. That's like kind of like the inside baseball. I got to double check that though, because I don't know if it was like the less important Emmys one weekend and then the real Emmys. Quote oh my unquote, God. The next I couldn't go. I was out of town. Um, but um, industry events like that, um, that's part of my, like uh, part of my responsibilities is to be an active member of the community and go out and represent the company. Um, I was at like a different, um, for the Emmys, I went to, there was a reception put on by a trade organization called the Society of Composers and Lyricists. Um, uh, I, I got to meet um, one of the Emmy nominated writers that did the music for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel <gasps> um, for my, all my theater theater heads out there, Thomas Miser yeah. and Curtis. Yeah. That lovely, lovely people. I'm going to see them again on Thursday. Um, stuff like that. That's that's the st- kind of stuff I get to do. That's like the gravy that I'm like going. I use to justify like I don't get paid enough, but at least I get to go to the Emmy thing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and not very many people get to go to the Emmy things, but um, all that, all of that to like paint a picture of your your life in this moment, mm-hmm. um, because you went through a very difficult thing in the past and the subject of our episode. So like maybe this is not so much of a spoiler because we've already like hinted to, to this, but uh, you were let go from your previous position or one of your previous positions. Um, and I think we as like a Filipino community, I feel like are very um, inclined to feel shame whenever these uh-huh. kinds of things happen but that's like a reality of the world so my question for the group as we jump into this discussion so for crystal as well um who here has been laid off or fired or like what is the what's what's your history behind those kinds of processes because those things happen all the time mm-hmm. let's go to crystal and then aaron oh okay <laughs> um so my last year at CalArts in grad school I worked at the Career Center. It was then called the Career Center. It then changed to the Center for Life and Work because that's what happens at CalArts. But yeah, so I worked in the Career Center. Shout out to Zarina um who is my boss and she was the best. Um, love Zarina. We'll be grabbing dinner with her soon. Um, but yeah, so I, after graduation, I was able to continue working, um, at the Career Center or the Center for Life and Work, um, as a, a full-time employee. Um, and at the time it was, it was temporary. But there was a lot of talk about like me staying permanently in this position that I was in. Um, man, I can't even remember the title that I had. Um, but I was working for the Career Center. Everything was going great. And there was a lot of organizational shifts happening in um, um, at CalArts in, in the department. So then... Uh, later on in my year working with um, with the Career Center and what I was assigned to do, hoping and expecting to continue um, my place there with the organizational change, 
my position got dissolved or changed. Um, and they wouldn't take me. <laughs> mm. So there was like a restructure or reorganization. Yes. There was like some decisions needed to be made of like, yes. is this position still valuable in the grand scheme of like what our conditions are this year? Yes. Like and financially or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was a financial decision. It was ah. definitely like ah. um, just like a restructure of, titles and um the like i guess the needs for the newer need or the adjusted needs of the department specifically career services and so we felt <laughs> we felt personally that i was equipped to do the job that was the new job the new position that was um going to be filled taking over my position right um, we're like, no, dude, like, and she's alum. So it's like, it's going to be fine, but it wasn't. And I was fucking devastated. Mm. <laughs> I was so mad. I was devastated. I wanted to keep working at my alma mater. I made really great connections with like the staff, you know, I loved working with Zarina. Um, and it just sucked. It sucked. It hurt my heart so bad. <laughs> yeah. Having to not be part of the CalArts community in in that way um, and being on campus daily. And I love, I love CalArts. I love being on campus. I love being surrounded by just the tremendous amount of creativity that even working administratively, I got to be surrounded by so much art and it was amazing. Um, and being able to support the student body in my position professionally or going into a professional life was so fulfilling for me. So when I got let go, I was really sad. I was uh, really pissed. Well, pissed. CalArts missed out. CalArts they missed did. out because Crystal Tugatti is a gem. I am a gem. She I still love you, CalArts, but yeah. man, y'all y'all <laughs> well things like that things like that definitely happen i've i've uh for me i i have seen uh friends of mine go through reorganizations like that where like mm -hmm. people just make decisions about whether or not the job isn't even is worth keeping um or like you said like title shifts happen things mm -hmm. happen and people just are let go or not rehired into positions that they had expected right Let's chat with Aaron. Yes. Aaron, what, um, what's can you story? tell us? Yeah, what's your, what's the sitch? What's, what's, what's the sitch? What's, what's, your, what's your situation? What's the, it's the 411. What's the 411? Um, so what happened was, so in November of 2018, like the week before Thanksgiving, um, I was fired. I was let go. I was made to sign a separation agreement, which is signing papers, basically. Um, from the my first big boy job, I guess you could say, um, it was it was tough. It was difficult, um, especially w with our culture being, you know, being Filipino folks. Like actually, to this day, my parents don't know I ever got fired, um, and I will <gasps> take that OMG. beyond their grave. I will not tell them. Oh my god! So you're not going to share this episode with them? 
No. Um, <laughs> I don't know if my parents even know how to spell podcast. Um, <laughs> but um, so I was I was let go. Um, and mm. to it, it was due to performance. Um, their words. But I mean, there was it, it, that was mostly true. Um, but they it had gone the way it had gone down was um, a month before I was being cited for, you know, performance issues. Um, so they, I, they had me sign a, uh, what is it called? Um, a, an employee improvement program, um, agreement. And, um, I, I, I think for folks in tech that this is actually something that's really common, like there, it's basically like the, the signposting to be like, we're trying to fire you, start looking for a new job now. Um, mm-hmm. me being me at that time, I, this is not something I like, I had ever heard about I thought they were genuinely trying to help me out and get better at my job and mm-hmm. like and truly it, it helped me get better at my job um I I took it to heart I started every time every day I came in I would tell my boss um I, I finished this yesterday um I'm doing this now and I'm gonna do this next let me know whatever's next and that kind of went on for a month and in the signing in the original improvement papers I signed, they basically said though, um, the next time you mess up, you're, you're out of here. Um, so I was working on this project that was like, it's a project that gets done like in four years um, for this client. And um, I think I had, I had taken a Friday off because I was moving down to Anaheim. Um, and this job was in Century City. So I was going to commute from oh Anaheim God. to Century City. Yeah. No. So, um, <laughs> That next week when I came into work, my first day commuting from Anaheim to Century City, um, which if you don't live in like the OC LA area, that's that's two hours plus change oh with traffic, like each way. Um, so my first day um, coming back, I, I like over this weekend, I took the Friday off. Um, I had emailed something to this guy in the UK. Um, I can't say for who, um, but somewhat important but again it's for a project it takes a long time no, there, nobody's there's no deadlines like truly no deadlines um i come back um i realized i had sent him some incorrect accounting um and i was like oh my bad here's the right accounting um and then at the end of the day i got called into hr and then i got like my firing papers and i was like oh like it's like that all right oh it happened the same day yeah it happened the same day um i actually i called dustin on the drive home that day um i called several people one of whom was dustin um and it was it was horrible like i had like i I wasn't the best student in school so i i I had failed like classes before so i wasn't i was used to failure but i had never been like forcibly removed from an institution and like coming to terms with that was honestly something i'd never ever have to do um and it was it was it was the most devastating thing that happened to me at that time, besides like the passing away of one of my friends. Like it was the second most devastating thing. So yeah, it was not um a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> so how do you how did you cope with that? I mean, obviously you're you're well functioning now, but and it's been quite a while since that happened, but like what are the things that you um practice or like implemented in your life to get you through that moment um 
Well, I, w- I was extremely lucky to have a support group, I guess you could say. Like, the people that I had in my life, my fiance, Katie, my friends, including Dustin and, like, the nonprofit that at that time, I think I was, we were co-directors at that year. Mm-hmm. I think Dustin, were we? Yeah, or, or we, I was, we were. Or with Ryan or whoever. It was or, uh, you and I were co-directors that year. Okay. Yeah. So at that time, I, I mean, it was the nonprofit that I was also helping to run, also in the folks there and like some of my best friends. I, I was lucky to have people that supported me and helped me get through that time. But um, it, it took like a lot of like I think I took like two weeks to just be like I will do nothing and mm-hmm. not think about work um, and. I watched like a ton of anime and like a bunch of TV shows. I like picked up video games. Like I haven't played video games in a long time. Um, But um, since then, like to get, to become like a better functioning person, like it took a lot. Um, It it took, first I had to come to terms with that, with the fact that um, in order to be a successful, like, functioning adult in like a job I like I was lacking in some sorely needed skills Mm. um so um that took a lot of like I'm to this day I'm still like working on that um but like I had to learn a lot of accountability for myself um and learn that from my friends and just pick and like learn like basic adult skills that I really didn't have um I studied music in college um so I have a BA in music and um, because of like the program that I I was in and like the music experience I had, I kind of was totally able to skate by in college. Um, And it like, it really created like kind of the perfect storm for me to get fired from a job when I got a job. I wasn't even, I wasn't even making music. So I couldn't even like fall back on like the years and years of experience that I had over other people in terms of music because that, that didn't apply. Um, so it was, it was six months of like job searching, um, maybe figuring out a different career. I, I was, I was completely open to leaving the music industry because I, I thought I was already blacklisted from the industry. Like, um, for those who don't know, the music industry is, although there are quite a few people, it's rather small and everybody talks like it wouldn't have been a secret. It would have been super easy for my current bosses to like, to call it my old bosses. Cause I know that they know that my old bosses would be like Mm. so what's up with this guy and like for them to find out that oh i had that i had been fired for um bad performance and to maybe steer clear Mm. i want to talk about that in just a moment like the transition to the new position but i want to hear from crystal because you're crystal and and aaron both of your experiences are a little bit different Mm -hmm. um and in terms of being like the circumstances of being let go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my, my personal thing is I've never been let go and I'll knock on wood on that, but I've seen uh, friends in that situation um, in my organizations. And that it's like anxiety inducing because mm-hmm. it's like, does, what does this mean? Am I next kind of thing? So um, I can see how it can not only affect just you, but like your immediate circle because we're all concerned for one another um and also like concerned for us because i don't know i feel like as filipinos it's uh we're all connected Mm -hmm. and 
when something bad happens to one person, it happens to us all. <laughs> so, Crystal, how did you get past, like, did you have similar uh, experiences between jobs? Like, how, yeah, did, how I, did you get There was that? no transparency about why I was leaving CalArts to um, family. <laughs> Uh. no 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 you can't do that you cannot talk about that and like I think that's another conversation we can have about like and in another episode about like the shame like the shame that is attached to being separated from something um that you're expected to to stay with or you know like well Well, let's talk about that for a little bit let's talk about that for a little bit okay yeah so like yeah yeah i guess briefly like what is can you speak to crystal a little bit of your experience with like why you feel like there's shame involved in like losing your position and with your family i think any anything that is associated with possible failure mm-hmm. is like dude like you're the worst and like how dare you be my daughter if you are a failure i you know i went through school especially like in grade school high school was like a whole nother story um and call it well co- depends on what time i went to college <laughs> mm-hmm. but i was like i was a i was a good student like I, you know, I was like a leader. I was, um, I was at times a moral compass, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, I got good grades. I had great penmanship. I was assigned to be the person who makes the thank you card in class, you know, um, I was the teacher's pet. And so I lived a lot of my life being attached to this idea that I am always on top. And uh, despite my relationship, my tumultuous relationship with my mother, which is now so much better, another episode, um, that was something that I could always lean on. Like, oh, you're good in school. You don't, I I don't need to hear it from you. I don't need to hear that from my mom. Like that was Mm -hmm. something that I, you know, And if I failed, if I got like, um, you know, if I didn't achieve something, there was this like, I am not going to be loved anymore, Uh, you know? And I think that's a lot, a a, a deeper conversation to have of like our worthiness and um, how that is so attached to our parents and like... um, what we our self-image right yeah and so um being fired equates in my brain and my body that i am not worthy and that my mom is probably going to be so fucking pissed at me and um she's gonna disown me she's gonna be like what is wrong with you like clearly like you didn't deserve this job to begin with because you couldn't keep it Right. Those Mm. are the thoughts that are going into my in my head. And of course, none of that is true. I'm worthy of this job. I'm worthy of any job that I I want. Right. Of course, you need to put the work into it. And, you know, you have to have experience and the knowledge to attain a job that you'd like. But. You're always still worthy of 
all the things. And that's something that I'm working through in in my life um, to this day outside of even, you know, my, my professional life. But um, yeah, it's like, are you, you're not worthy enough because they didn't want you. Um, and also, what are you going to do financially now? Like, are you mm. going to be able to continue your life with your family? Are you going to have a roof over your head? Are you going to be able to eat? So like all of these things that I don't want my mom to know about or to feel like I cannot provide for myself or like I cannot, I'm just unable is a very scary feeling. Mm. And that just spreads across like all elders in our community. So like, any any talk about that was like no it's it was me saying i'm leaving cal arts because i'm just i'm going to find something else <laughs> you mm. know and that's it you know end of story period does any of that resonate with you aaron um a lot of it does um especially the, the, I don't want to call it the avoidance, but the avoidance of, you know, having the difficult conversations with Mm. parents, um, especially Filipino parents. Um, uh, Considering the circumstances of like either our parents, um, I I don't know, Crystal, if your parents came here as immigrants um, Mm -hmm. or, okay. So your parents came here as immigrants as did mine. And I actually came with them um because I was born over in the Philippines and moved here so um understandably so a lot of worth is tied to the ability to make money um because mm-hmm. that was that's I mean that's usually the whole reason why they come here in the first place is for better opportunities mo- that being monetary and I mean it's obviously it's one of the great failures of capitalism is to have one's worth tied to their ability to create or earn um, money in a system that, you know, um, pushes you down as much as it can. Um, so that, that's totally, yeah, that, I mean, that totally resonates with me. And it, it was never a conversation I ever wanted to have with my parents. And I, I never did. And um, like, same as you, Crystal, um, I suppose we never, I never had that, like, I was let go um, and it wasn't my choice. So now I need to figure out what's next kind of conversation. I mean, I was lucky again to have like people, other people to be able to fall back on. Um, thankfully yes. my fiance, my partner, Katie, I, I, I had moved in with her and she was like, um, she told me that she would pay half my rent. Um, and then I just had to pay like basically um, a quarter rent to our other roommate. Um, so like financially I was going to be okay. Um, but it's just hard like to have, to be, to be so like vulnerable and honest with your parents because I mean, like of a number, like for a number of reasons, like I, I also just didn't want to be, a lot of it is like rooted in, I don't want to reflect on them. Like my failure mm, is their mm-hmm. failure. And I don't know what y'all's families are like um but um yes. i have like we have big extended family and um 
we're all from San Diego and we all grew up within five mile in the five same five mile radius. So um, if you ever wanted to spread news quickly, you just tell one auntie <laughs> and tell them don't tell anyone. And that's how everybody knew the fastest. That's it. So, that's it. It's like, yeah. and don't, so don't bring shame to the name. Don't bring yeah, shame to the name. Exactly. Exactly. And like, I didn't want that to be my identity in my family and like part of my parents' identity. All that to say, like, um, I'm the eldest child of like three sons, but like, I always have, I'm the black sheep. I have to like live up to my brothers. Like, hello, I'm the one who studied music. I work in the music industry. Mm. Both my brothers are engineers. So um, I've always been the one my parents are worried about. And like, I just felt like part of it too, is I felt like I don't, I didn't think I could get what I needed in order to move on from my parents. And that was, that's like really tough to like, like still try and come to terms with to this day is that like to really think about, uh, I need to get what I need to be a whole functioning adult from other places other other than my parents. Right. Ah. It's like you want to have that, maybe you want to have that conversation like mom, dad, like I got let go. Mm-hmm. But that conversation is going to go, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, how dare you? But it's like, yeah. but I'm sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need you. I need, I need your comfort. But the comfort is just, we can't expect it. And mm-hmm. that is just the hard pill to swallow. And yeah yeah i mean like i get it too like they yeah, for sure. they didn't have time for that like my yeah. dad didn't go to college he had to fucking just excuse go. me sorry he had to just no, go like he if he got late like my dad's been laid off from jobs and he had to just keep going he didn't have time he didn't have his parents he could call really easily he couldn't go back home very easily mm-hmm. um it was like it's all it was always touch and go with them so i understand it but and, and I, I guess getting to that point, though, being able to understand that and realize their circumstances are different than mine. And it's it's my job to figure out how I can get what I need if my parents can't provide that to me. Right. Mm. Not to say that yes. they're any less, but it's just it's different and it's fine. Yes, right. absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And Aaron, I, I really admire you because that's really a it's a tough position to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine the discomfort and like, I mean, we talk about shame. I understand the feeling. I've never been personally put in a position where I've had to like explain to anybody like why I have lost a job, like knock on wood once again. But like, um, I think what sticks out to me as far as like what you're saying, Crystal and Aaron about like the difficult conversations you have with parents, um, having it stem from like this, just not wanting to have those critical conversations and let anybody down or be a reflection, like a poor reflection on Mm -hmm. anybody that is part of your family. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's talk about, as we wind down, kind of like your transition to like where you are right now. So like, obviously we know you're fine. Yeah. Um, so maybe can you offer some final words to our listeners of maybe if this ever happens to them, like what is what's like one thing or two things that you would like to share with them to help them through that moment, knowing that you've gone through this moment as well? Sure. Uh, number one thing is you are not your job. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. 
that that doesn't make you one it doesn't make you who you are your job isn't who you are it's what you do and it's a means to an end i would hope at least i mean for some people your your job is your life and i think that's fine but i think for most people um and capitalism especially modern capitalism kind of demands us to become our jobs and Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you're also disposable to your company but that sounds really bleak, but when you can kind of get to that place, you realize that losing your job isn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's actually the norm. Every Almost everybody loses a job at one point, whether it's from an elimination of a position to we think you suck and we don't want you to work here anymore. Um, it happens to everybody and it doesn't make you any less of a person. Please don't let that define you. Just let that be something that happened to you. And then two is... There's always going to be work. There's always going to be some way for you to make a living and make and have a full life. And it might not be what you thought that what you thought you would do with the rest of your life. I've seen so many people, you know, go to school. I mean, even my last boss, he went to school. He went to a really top law school and he hated being a lawyer. And then, and some people are like, I, I'm glad I was fired from my job, to be honest, because I actually ha- and like realized I hated staring at Excel sheets for hours on end. And I got, I got lucky that I was booted out from something I hated. I didn't even realize I hated it. Um, so there's always going to be something and it might be something that's even more suited for you. So those two things, don't let your job define you or even getting fired define you. and there's always going to be something anyways. So Mm. wise words, wise words. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Aaron. Uh, It's a pleasure. Everybody. This was Aaron Gallardo. Be a me searcher, follow the podcast at me search podcast and check us out online at me search podcast.com. Just want to give a quick shout out to my current employers because just real quick. There is a place for everyone, and I'm mm-hmm. so happy I found my place at my current job because I love my job, love my job, and I love my students, and just want to say that. There's a place for you. Um, so, yes, thank you again, Aaron, for being here. Me searchers, y'all, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to search and get to the bottom of things because we are gonna get to the bottom of things y'all this is me search folks yeah thank you